0: Patriotism cannot be our final spiritual shelter. My refuge is humanity. I will not buy glass for the price of diamonds, and I will never allow patriotism to triumph over humanity as long as I live. Rabindranath Tagore.
1: That was Diana Campbell Bettencourt, curator of Fabricated Fractures, a collaboration between Bangladesh's Samdani Art Foundation and the UAE's al Sarkal. Marking the debut of the Samdani Art Foundation in the UAE, Fabricated Fractures ran from March 9th to March 30th. It featured 15 artists from Bangladesh, India, Nepal, Thailand and Pakistan, who were also part of the Foundation's Dhaka Art Summit initiative. I'm Vinita Padwaj and you're listening to Conversations on the Avenue, a podcast brought to you by al On this two-part series, we'll be discovering Fabricated Fractures with Diana and some of the artists who participated in the show at Concrete in Al-Serkal Avenue. Although Bangladesh is at the heart of the exhibition, for the visitor it's a powerful exploration of the notion of spaces. Spaces that are physical, emotional and intellectual, and how they're challenging the idea of nations, states and territories. When colonial Britain first partitioned a united Bengal in 1905, using religion as a tool to subjugate rising Bengali nationalism. Intellectuals such as Rabindranath Tagore, who was the first non-European to be awarded a Nobel Prize in Literature, was deeply affected by the partition of a region that was united by language, art, culture and traditions. In 1947, along with the two-state partition of India, Bengal was also divided. The western part of Bengal joined India, whilst the eastern part was added to Pakistan in spite of it being completely different from Pakistan in terms of culture and geographically separated by the Indian landmass. Today, most of us recognize Bangladesh as the clothes-manufacturing outpost of the globalized world. But Bangladesh's location, sandwiched between India and China, makes it both an important geopolitical force and vulnerable to regional hegemony. That's something that came up a lot in our conversations with Diana when talking about South and Southeast Asia, because it's not exactly easy to paint all of the region with the same brush.
0: In my past years coming to Art Week, I noticed that um, platforms about regionalism and people coming together are really important here, be it Manasseh, Middle East, North Africa, South Asia. And I started to think about actually, while we talk about regions coming together, we also need to talk about how they came apart. A lot of these... um, divisions or fault lines across the region were fabricated. And a way that you can see sameness across these regions or a, a continuity across the regions across those fractures can be seen through fabrics or through textiles. So it was a play on words. And when I was invited to envision a show for concrete, I thought about how could we Rather than focusing on a flashpoint exhibition in a particular period of time, look at the last six years of the work we've been doing at the Samdani Art Foundation to complicate how people see regions, specifically how people see Bangladesh from the vantage point of Dubai.
1: Diana says that Bangladesh's contemporary art packs a punch in spite of its diminutive size. The diversity of work is staggering, evocative and powerful, as the exhibition proves. However, it typically takes a flood, a building collapse or a factory fire for mainstream media to take notice of anything emerging from Bangladesh.
0: It's really at the crossroads of South and Southeast Asia. So something that we have really fought against is how to look at Bangladesh in a way other than the little brother of India. and. Actually, the art scene in Bangladesh is far more similar to the art scene in Indonesia than it is to India, because most artists who practice individually also work collectively. That's not the case in India. People mostly have individual studio practices, which doesn't translate in Bangladesh. And um, the Rohingya crisis obviously blew up. And that was actually a very um, poignant and clear um, sign of these bottlenecks that come between thinking of Southeast Asia as one region and South Asia as one region. And I think part of it is because um, the centers of funding for South Asia are in India, and the centers for funding for Southeast Asia are in Singapore and um, there are slippages in between these two. And so I tried to kind of hack into our budget to look at becoming that node that could connect the two. And I think we did that quite successfully in the 2018 summit, which is leading to a more south-south hack for the 2020 summit.
1: In the absence of an actual market for contemporary art galleries that represent artists, creative expression is really fighting against the grain in very difficult circumstances. Artists don't have studio practices, and yet they're producing potent artworks that stand up to the reductive international requests for Global South Exotica.
0: There was a piece of writing that came out in our 2016 Critical Writing Ensembles book, and it was a Swiss writer, and she was asking, what could contemporary art do in a country without clean water? And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Like what can, let's I'm American, what, what can contemporary art do in a country without gun control laws? Sometimes it's easier to see problems in other countries than looking at problems in your own backyard. And I think that good art also comes out of people responding to the times that they're in, not responding to a market. If you look at this exhibition, it's not glossing over issues in fact it's bringing to light issues that like seem to get swept under the rug and um, artists can do that and you know as long as artists can do that I'm here to back them And I think that what's really important um, you know now there's a lot of interest internationally in Bangladesh shows, but sometimes those really cater to this exotic idea of rickshaw painters, cinema banner painters, Dollywood that kind of exotic stuff doesn't resonate with local audiences in Bangladesh So most of the works, Actually, all of the works in this uh, exhibition have shown in Bangladesh to Bangladeshi audiences and I therefore feel very comfortable sharing them here in Dubai. They weren't created um, to create a kind of nationalistic view of Bangladesh. And also, it's not just about Bangladesh because, again, these borders, Bangladesh is a delta, they're shifting.
1: Fabricated fractures came together at concrete in al sarkal Avenue. An imposing, unmissable structure, concrete, is the Office of Metropolitan Architecture's first building in the UAE and was mostly built by workers from South Asia. On opening night, traditional Bengali olpona, or decorations made with rice paste, were painted at the entrance by the artist, Joydi Browaja. A folk art, olpona is traditionally painted on the floors on auspicious occasions and typically comprises sacred motifs and symbols. Visitors to the exhibition, however, were greeted by life size drawings of women with tanks on their heads, dwarfing soldiers—a befitting teaser of the show that lay ahead.
2: I had uh, in my grandfather or grandmother, uh, our Tripura community is a uh, uh, woman is the uh, leading in the family.
1: That's Joydeep.
2: But it's uh, becoming now like uh, in my grandfather, my father, the the situation is changing.
1: <laughs> Growing up, Joydeep remembers a childhood fraught with tension and armed conflict. He was surrounded by friends who were either with the army or with Santi Bahini, an armed wing of a political resistance that was fighting against government forces over land rights and autonomy. He sought solace in art. The militarization of the Chittagong Hill Tracks profoundly inspires his work.
2: We have uh, fight them some sometimes, and army also every time come to um, our village, so we are afraid. <laughs> and many times we go to the jungle, <laughs> In my childhood, it's a very um, how can I say <laughs> uh, attract uh, this situation uh, for my life. I did not play football, cricket, or something because uh, we have no need to uh, option to play <laughs> because uh, I live in hill area and some train army, some train <laughs> Santewahini. So it's one kind of play in my in my childhood.
1: Women feature prominently in Joydeep's work.
2: In uh, army torture or our political uh, many thing uh, is uh, go through the women. woman uh, when uh, our political party come our village our uh, women uh, working for them and when army comes our village, all men uh, throw, uh, go to the jungle for hide and uh, uh, women uh, face the army so. I hope uh, sometime we need to salute uh, our women. So that's why uh, soldier uh, salam in the uh, women like that. It's just my dream, <laughs> so I applied like that drawing.
0: Joy Deb is making work like, primarily geared to his community in the Chittagong Hill tracks. He doesn't exhibit so much internationally. I think that the work is super strong and I'm here trying to share it, but he's not creating things for international audiences, because that's not who he's trying to communicate to.
2: When I uh, create my artwork, uh, it uh, uh, contributes to uh, uh, others' people or some people, uh, I just uh, throw my uh, own feelings.
0: What I get excited about with working on the summit is that we have 300,000 people in nine days coming to see the show. So if we have families coming home and talking about indigenous rights, that's great, right? It's success. So, and I think, you know. I keep saying this, and you know, you only notice these things as you're working over time, but the summit is not about individual additions; it's a cumulative project. So if we look at the kids that have been going to the summit since 2012, what kind of education would they have had by the time this is over?
1: Fabricated Fractures raised several questions on the notion of identity and space. At the center of the exhibition were two performance pieces that appealed to our sense of nostalgia and longing.
3: This is Mritu Rage, written by Jeevan Anandu Dash.
1: Ritu Satar is a theatre actor, director, and performance artist. And in our next episode, we sit down with her and Aisha Jatoy to discover how loss, memory, and identity shaped their multi-layered performances.
3: The poem's name is uh, Mritu Rage, just right before death. Amra hetethi jara nirjon kharer mathe po Shundhai. Dekheethi... We, the people who have actually explored the beauty of nature and um, the smell of uh, straw and uh, felt how to walk on the dewdrops or on green grasses and um, have seen how owls have taken um, their shelter in the corner of our our carnishes and uh, and also like you know uh, we have seen like you know village girls uh, in the evening came to the pond and cleaned the hands uh, having a white bangle, um, you know this kind of intricate beauties of nature who have enjoyed and have seen, they are not afraid of death; they can die any day.
1: This episode was brought to you by al Avenue and was hosted by me, Vanita Pardwaj. Editing and production by Chirag Desai. We'd love it if you could subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or any podcast player, as well as streaming apps like Spotify and Gaami. And if you really enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. For more information about the exhibitions and events on the avenue, visit altarcalavenue.ae or follow Altacal Avenue on Instagram. That's A L S E R K A L A V E N U E dot AE.